The stories in this book have been told and retold, cherished and revered by literally billions of people over thousands of years. People have devoted their entire lives to studying this book. There are hundreds of thousands of commentaries on it. And many people believe that this book had to have been written by God. The Torah, what's so special about it? Why is it so mesmerizing? And how has it managed to capture the human imagination for millennia? I'm David Kasher, a rabbi at Ikar in Los Angeles, and together we're going to study the weekly Torah portion of the Parsha and figure out why the Torah really is the best book ever. How can you love something you've never seen? That's a great question. It comes from Rabbi Eliyahu Mizrahi, who was the grand rabbi of the Ottoman Empire. And it's quoted at the opening of a great little essay by one of my Parsha heroes, Nechama Leibovitz, on the commandment to love God. And that commandment comes up in this week's Parsha, Parshat Ve'etchanan, in one of the most famous passages in the Torah, the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. This passage is recited in our prayers twice daily and it's become a cornerstone of Jewish faith. But how do we do it? The love part, that is. What does it mean to feel love for this mysterious being that we can't possibly relate to or understand. To answer that, Nechama Leibovitz brings in Maimonides, our greatest philosopher, but also the great codifier of the law. And he, it turns out, has lots of different answers to the question. Now, Maimonides counts loving God as number three in his listing of the 613 commandments. So you get the sense that this is high priority. And he gives us one explanation there in that list of how we might do it. Love of God comes, he says, when you think about and reflect upon God's commandments and God's words. Okay, reflect on God's commandments and God's words, that is, the Torah. So if you just read the Torah, hopefully you'll see what a masterpiece it is and how every word is a pearl of wisdom. The laws are perfect and the stories are magnificent. How could I not love the God of this book? But okay, say, say reading a long ancient book doesn't quite get you there, doesn't quite do it for you. So. Then Maimonides has another strategy for you, because Nechama Leibovitz quotes him again, but this time from another work, from Hilchot Yesodei Torah, the foundations of the Torah. And there he says, what is the path to love and revere God? Hechi aderech lavato virato. When a person contemplates on God's works and God's great and wondrous creation. B'shashi bonen. Then they will see God's immeasurable and infinite wisdom 
and immediately come to love God. Oh, so who even needs the Torah? Just look around. The world is so beautiful and complex, it overwhelms us and fills us with love for the great architect of it all. So study science and commune with nature, and you're sure to end up loving God. Now, those are both great answers, but the problem is they don't necessarily work for everyone. I mean, I love the Torah, and I, I really do feel love for God when I read it. But I know not everyone who's picked up a Torah feels the same way. And likewise, some people walk into a redwood forest and immediately feel the presence of God, while other folks, even hardcore nature lovers, don't have any divine associations with the natural world. Both of Maimonides' answers are based on a, an assumption, which is that knowledge leads to the love of God. But it isn't really knowledge of the scriptures or scientific knowledge that he's ultimately talking about. Those are just preludes, just paths to get to the really essential knowledge. So here's Maimonides one more time, finally revealing what that core knowledge is. This is in Hilchot Tshuva. The only way to love God, he says, is by knowing God. In accordance with one's knowledge comes one's love. If a little, then a little, and if a lot, then a lot. What you really need is knowledge of God, and from that, love of God will automatically follow. That's the key. No surprise then that Maimonides lists the commandment to know God as number one in that list of 613. Oh, great. So the only thing I have to do to love God is to know God. Well, that's great, but how do I do that, Mr. Maimonides? We started with a question. How can you love what you don't know? Now the answer seems to be, start by knowing it. But that brings us to a more difficult question, a kind of circular question. How can you know what you don't know? How can we know God? Well, I think there may be an answer to that question right here in our Parsha, tucked away near the end. So listen carefully to the beginning of these two verses in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 8 and 9. It was because God loved you, and kept the oath that was sworn to your ancestors, that God freed you with a mighty hand and rescued you from the house of bondage from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And now listen to the very next verse. And you will know that the Lord your God is God. The faithful God who keeps the covenant and the kindnesses to the thousandth generation, to those who love him and keep his commandments. You see that? You will know God. And how will this suddenly happen? So I want to suggest that the second verse is a direct response to the first. You will know God because God loved you. It's through God's display of love 
in caring for you and liberating you and above all in revealing some part of God's essence to you. That's how you'll come to know God. And that means, in a sense, that you don't have to do anything. It's God who initiates contact. It's God who reaches out to engage you in intimacy, to love you, to show God's self to you. That's why the commandment to know God is traditionally based not on a direct order, but on the first verse of the revelation at Sinai. I am the Lord your God. You couldn't have done anything anyway. How else could you have known God? The only way to bridge the unfathomable gap between the human and the divine is for God to do the revealing. And that revelation is an act of love. And with this, perhaps we have an answer to our first question as well. How does one love God? If God loves us by revealing God's self to us, then it follows that we can fulfill the commandment to love God by revealing ourselves to God. And we sometimes say that Jewish prayer typically falls into one of three categories, praise, request, and thanks. But maybe there's a fourth, a prayer of revelation, a prayer in which we show ourselves to God, our whole self. We share our innermost thoughts and feelings. We let God in to see all of us. And maybe that gives a new way to read that classic verse. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. How do you love God? With your heart with all of it, everything in it. You show love to God by opening your heart and inviting God to take a look inside. Best Book Ever was produced by Ben Cooley and edited by Vera Blossom. And our theme song is Pitrouli by Hillel Tigay. You can listen to more of his beautiful music on iTunes and Spotify. And while you're there, why not subscribe to Best Book Ever if you haven't already. If you're interested in supporting this podcast and our work, you can visit us at ecar.org and donate or Venmo us at ecarla. That's I-K-A-R-L-A. Thanks a lot and see you next week.